The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with our guest host, Lynn Shrell. What are gems and jewels really? They are stones and tend to have different value for each person. It depends on how each person relates to them individually as to the true value that they have. And as a little stone or pebble, they could be considered to be very small. And from a physical size, they, that could be very small, but could have a huge value in terms of a different sense and basic effect. And as we're spotlighting everyday jewels as part of our mighty gems, we are taking a closer look at ordinary things in our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and pay attention. As with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. The sparkle can be a different attraction for everyone, but it tends to catch our attention, and we are inspired. Ernest Holmes said, you are an eternally being now on the pathway of endless unfoldment. Never less, but always more yourself. Life is not static. It is forever dynamic, forever creating. Not something done and finished, but something alive, awake, and aware. There is something within you that sings that the song of eternity. Listen for it. You can come into this world as a little bud of potential. You learned how to open up through what you experienced. You're being a being made up of a combined mixture of physical and spiritual aspects. As you explore and open yourself to be able to know all of the possibilities, you experience the choice of knowledge. You select what you want to know, somewhat like taking a book for uh, example, or an option off the library shelf of possibilities. You take the specific experience, consume it, discern that you are expanding in the same way a bud blossoms into a flower. We've been taking a very long, deep look within ourselves over the last several sessions, quite a few actually, and as we've been prospecting and taking a look at the mighty gems of ourselves and the jewels that we are each as individuals, we grow and expand from within. So we're also affecting our surrounding and others as we relate to it. 
Here's a poem I wrote recently that was a powerful insight for myself as unfolding and having possibilities. It's called, What If? What if you really look around without a sound? A shared smile will flow for miles as you see nature's colors and feel a spark of appreciation for the simple way it is just there. What if you really care? You pick up something dropped and out of place. You put it somewhere. You hear the chirp of a bird in a tree. You'll feel a spark of appreciation for the simple way it is just there. What if everyone would express a thought of joy, suggesting where it could go? Where does it flow? Where is the peace? Where is the release? What if a valued minute is spent with intent, with passion, with gratitude, in friendship, in tranquility, with courage, in prosperity? We would all become the catalyst to change our little world. And Lynn is on with us. Um, Lynn? Yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, this is such a topic. This topic is near and dear to my heart. Marianne Williamson said, our deepest fear is not in that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light. It's not our darkness that frightens us. And we ask ourselves, who am I to be fulfilled, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is in everyone. And it is we, as we let our inner light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but it always seems like we start looking for something and then we are, uh, as things unfold, we start looking closer at something and in that unfolding process, there are many other qualities as we go about the month. As we strive to understand and make logical conclusions, we also encounter skeptics who say it's a product of our wishful thinking and chance and calculations of probability that what we're searching for might not be there or might not actually be possible. In our search to understand more of who we are, we are exploring our individual basic human energetic system called the chakra system. And so as an overview of the chakras that we've been recently exploring, there's really uh, three sections. The first three sections have to do with the physical needs of the body and the basic needs of life and the energies of the earth and the experiences that relate to ourselves as me. And so the first chakra is around the groin area, and that's around security and survival. It's foundational, it's habits, it's self-acceptance. The second chakra is really about creativity and desire and manifestation on the level of partnership. And the third chakra is really about action and balance and power and commitment. It's the seat of your personal power, and that's right around your belly button. And then the middle chakra is your fourth chakra, right around your heart, where you're giving and receiving love, and it's the bridge between the physical plane and the heaven plane. 
And then the upper chakras uh, start at your throat chakra. The first chakra is about words and projection and speaking the truth. And then the sixth chakra, your third eye and your forehead, that's all about uh, intuition and wisdom and perception. And then the seventh chakra is the crown chakra. And that is about um, the vastness of understanding the connection to the divine. The eighth chakra is your aura. The, it's the radiant electromagnetic field around you and uh, around your physical body. And then the ninth chakra, this is the sum of all the skills you've learned in all of your lifetime. And so these include different types of skills as the creator, the healer, and the teacher. And then there's the tenth chakra. People excel at everything, and the skills and the knowledge and the wisdom flow through them and through time and space and are integrated into this present life. And so they experience divine creativity and harmony in every facet of their life. And as they are emerging, uh, as they are merging their past lives, the male and the female energies are merged, and this brings harmony together in their current experience. And then the 11th chakra, which is what we're talking about today, this is the center of awareness and looking at the pathway of the soul and the ability to acquire advanced um, spiritual skills. We can find our divine essence and where we can find our being that exists. And it can also be sort of like being exposed to a spiritual library with the total contents available to peruse as a human and the divine, um, there are choices, and how to organize these is an important way to your approach. So your awareness is slowly being moved away from your center, your own self, and being moved outward to encompass the larger framework of other peoples and realities and divinity itself. And in this way, you become more than you were before, and you're also even more perfect as well. As you stop focusing on yourself and begin focusing on these larger energies, you move out of your small world and step into a new universe where almost anything is possible. From a reality-creating standpoint, this movement in possibilities is very, very powerful. Yes, and Brian Tracy said your choice of people to associate with, both personally and business-wise, is one of the most important choices you can make. If you associate with turkeys, you will never fly with the eagles. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Most of humanity are viewing the world from the lower chakra triangle energies, which is also referred as the lower mind. It is important to balance these with our higher spiritual elements made up of, you know, the heart, the seat of the soul, love and compassion, the throat, truthful authenticity and expressions of love, clearly seeing, which is seeing from a higher perspective, from the crown, universal consciousness, illumination and wisdom. As humanity has been gathering information for quite a while on the elements of the lower chakra system, there is a general consensus, consensus of how the system works. This is not the same situation with the details related to the higher elements of the chakra system, as this is really still under a lot of discovery. The information has been shared from a variety of channeled sources and healers. And as we become more conscious of the related aspects of our higher vibrational levels within the upper extended part of the chakra system, we can learn more about ourselves and how we can relate better with our own environments. Albert Einstein said, it is possible that there exists emotions that are still unknown to us. Do you remember 
how electrical currents and unseen waves were laughed at. The knowledge about man is still in its infancy. And basically, the understanding we have with the existence of the extended chakra system helps to break down the barrier of how we think of ourselves and how we relate to time and space. We see how our individual existence is really an integrated part of a bigger harmonic. And it's like an orchestra, which we're, we're each individually almost like a musical instrument tuning up. And if we take this imagery further, we can ask, what kind of instrument are you wanting to be? And why? How do you stay open to this process and sustain and maintain your choices as things unfold? That's a really powerful question. An important question comes up in the effect of being exposed to the possibilities of open, opening to the infinite possibilities of the 11th chakra. I'm not sure how you feel when you go into a library, but that's pretty much, um, I'm not, I mean, as far as myself, as a kid, um, my family, which had four kids, would go into the library each week and then go to uh, making choices of, you know, what it was we were going to choose for the book. So we would basically run over to the stacks and go through things um, and then have a challenge to get back into line so that we could have them all checked out. So it was quite an experience um, growing up because we did this each week. And uh, my mother would sit in the hallway where we had our bedrooms. And before we went to sleep, she would regularly take time and read something to us from something she found interesting and good to share. One of her authors um, she would sprinkle here was Norman Vincent Peale and the Power of Positive Thinking. Um, I always found that to be a good way to drift off to sleep. I don't think it's the topic exactly, but um, essentially it gave a good basis point for my attitude of looking on the brighter side of life. From a word and an attitude choice, it's important to express your mindset to yourself and others if appropriate in daily reflections. And if we look at ourselves and we look around ourselves, we can genuinely be inspired from nature as we have a spirit of presence, compassion, justice, and delight. There are melodies of a lot of different traditions as we put this into practical practice. I've been observing and writing since I could hold a pencil, and I feel in love with poetry. I, I felt I had fallen in love with poetry, but I am actually, um, you know, it feels very efficient for it to be put together. And expressing in a way others could understand. Here's an example called Love's Reflection that I've written in the past. Take a walk in nature. In every direction, look at love's truest reflection in everything you see. Down to every exacting detail, nature has divine's attention. There is a simple love connection radiating directly from above. To all of nature's beings, why, it is, why is it so hard for us humans to share directly between our hearts? There is so much that it instead tears us apart and gets in the way of the pure love that um, you know, our heart is searching for. Confirmation of love's natural reflection. Take a moment to go directly to divine and feel the awesome unconditional radiance. Reflect to your entire being lighting up your entire inner soul with a steady rainbow energy stream, setting your heart a fiery glow. Take a moment each day to connect. 
who defines love flow. Your heart will never again feel in pain, yearning for love's reflection. So I think that is, you know, I mean, that that was a poem that came up um, and, you know, essentially is one that um, I have found to be very profound. Um, and I've written a lot of poetry just on the fly. Um, some of it's more personal and organized in a way that um, is just for my own expression. But Lynn, are you there? I am. I was just thinking that really what it uh, what that says to me is that when you're um, showing the love and the joy from within without any demands or expectations, then um, really what's happening is you're stepping into the flow. And as you're going through the, the process, it is also related to how you interpret the experiences and the understanding of how you relate to the unfolding of you um, through your words and it's for yourself and um, sharing yourself as well as how you're relating to others. It gives light and understanding and simple ways of being. So you know, there's a lot of ways that the words, um, as they're applied and the words related to the unfolding, are affected with this like everything else. Unfolding um, is really a developmental process. It's a blooming, a flowering, a revolution that is a process that includes a lot of different degrees of potential change, and it shows up in different uh, stages of maturity and shape. And it really means something is being revealed that has possibly been hidden within or underneath something. So that's a really provocative, um, you know, poem. So I, I think it's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. Oh, sure. It, it's um, actually part of uh, a book that we have published out there. It's called When the Crocuses Bloom. And it's, you know, it's really, uh, it's, it's, I love poetry. You know, a lot of people don't, but, you know, it's, it's really a choice of what speaks to you and That's how it speaks. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poetry, I think, can really evoke the soul in a way that other types of communication aren't able to do. Um, so, uh, and what you're sharing with us here is just really a whole different facet of, of life. And this is where the, the 11th chakra is all about. It's, uh, it's about expanding beyond what is into all that is, right? And right so, now we need to expand into a commercial. <laughs> so we will be right awesome. back. Join you shortly. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. Success starts here. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. And today we're, we're looking at the 11th chakra unfolding possibilities and we're here with our guest host Lynn Shirell and she's talking a little bit about the um, formation of the words. Yeah you know it's so interesting to see how language shapes the concepts of our lives and really um, to look at how we're using them and understanding them now um, sometimes is very different from how they were actually formed but the word unfolding itself is from Middle English before the year 900 and it's from the old English word unfailed in so when you look at one angle, you also take a look at the opposite. So you want to look at the word fold, which means to bring into compact form by bending and laying parts together. And it relates to do some action to bring in or bend or enclose, clasp, yield, or give in. And of course, the word possibilities is, um, the meaning comes from Middle English and Late Latin as well in 1300. And it has to do with chances and prospects and odds of something that we are considering for choices. It also relates to theories that are derived with some type of structure or system of process that is substantiated by accepted knowledge due to circumstances that are explained by something proven to happen based upon the steps being taken in a certain sequence. And then, of course, the word potential, which that's what this is all about. Um, potential is about offering different alternatives that could be or chosen paths and options that will result from choices we make. It's also an opportunity for something to occur. So as human beings, we tend to choose and then possibly not remember to actively participate in our choices, ironically <laughs> enough, right? Isn't that crazy? You know, because we get caught up in the process and all the activities that are related to the choices. So it's important to stay connected and pay attention to how the choices are are moving or processing or not working, and then to acknowledge that you might need to modify something if what you expect is not happening. So it's, uh, you know, again, we, we make the start in life and work with the experiences we have as we grow. There are some basics we tend to be introduced to that have existed from the beginning of memory and can form our lives and drive us as we grow, even though they're not sometimes a good direction. You know, and uh, I, I have a friend who, no matter what, he will take his direction and he will go. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, if he encounters a brick wall, doesn't matter, he goes. And he will go for a really long time. Oh, so, you know, we're so human, aren't we? Mm-hmm. But these topic areas uh, in are general, but they can have a basis of the choices that we make and how we relate to ourselves as we see ourselves unfolding as we're growing into the world that surrounds us. So, for example, in terms of love and beauty, 
the images that we have of ourselves, we see ways of being all around us in the media, movies, TV, magazines, of what we're supposed to look like. And we spend a lot of money and our time and energy trying to reach some image that's you know, sometimes it's just unattainable. I, you know, no matter what I do, I will never have the body of a ballerina. It just ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and, and in those moments, you know, we can feel inadequate and we can feel like we're just this helpless failure. And we can feel like we're being compared to that whole comparison thing when you're comparing. That's, that is just getting yourself on the killing field. That's just no bueno because we might not feel like we can love ourselves or others until we get to that place. And, you know, we can't really start until we can see ourselves as we are and we feel like we can do it and if you're thinking instead about how how you're not doing it then it's pretty hard to get yourself going and see that yourself like you can do it right well and that's I think has a whole lot of symbology for <clears throat> some of the problems out there the traumas that people feel and it doesn't show up sometimes until later in life when you're trying when you actually can stand still and think about, well, where have I gotten to this point? Or why have I gotten to this point? And then really have some ways to discern, you know, the, the answers. Well, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, she's amazing. She has uh, probably a semi-famous quote, but it's one of my favorites. People are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there is a light from within. I love that. It's such mm -hmm. a visual. And then Mandy Hale says, outer beauty pleases the eye, inner beauty captivates the heart. There you go. Powerful. We can see a lot of possibilities in the creation of the words, painting pictures with the words. It is important to look ourselves, I mean, as we, we are ourselves, um, it, it is important to look in the mirror and, and really describe yourself who you really see. We agreed that we need to be ourselves and make choices in the words that we want to think about or have others think we use and truly relate to. But ultimately, you don't really want to fake it. But when compared to some of the other images out there that are people are trying to be, sometimes we don't truly see ourselves as we are because we've been in that fake it mode. And, you know, that's kind of... Um, a powerful description of ourselves too, but it's a lot of reality. As I was unfolding my way through growing years, I had a teacher who pondered my descriptions I would arrive at for a task. You know, these are the words I would be using in a uh, form or a comment. And she made a, a, a <laughs> statement that um, I found, I, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I remember that it was such a powerful explanation of um, what I was going through or how I was in that stage. Um, it, you know, the working with words was always a game to myself as I was describing what I was seeing. And she said that um, she had this explanation that just in my um, relation to her, it felt like it went on and on and on. You know how as a kid you think people, adults and teachers talk too much and um, or describe something over overkill it um, she said I had natural iambic pentameter and I thought wow if that isn't a big word 
or big set of words must be some kind of disease. <laughs> you know, and she kept dwelling on it and comparing me to kids of the same age and saying how I was so different in how I approached this. And, you know, that was like, wow, in that age, I was trying to fit in and belong to something that um, this definitely felt very anti-belonging. <laughs> so, as my myself, I, I was unfolding myself in my uh, growth area, but this comparative process didn't feel, it, you know, it felt very awful. And I could naturally create this, so it wasn't like I was making something up or trying to work on it from that other side. This was just naturally how things would come to me. So, and how I viewed the world, you know, the order of the words would, would felt like they were playful. And so the explanations I ended up would be ending up from describing a feeling or a situation. And the result of it felt very negative. And I remember that I had, you know, I had a big effect from that conversation. I don't know that she looked at it that way, but, you know, for my own self, um, where I went with that process, I learned early to keep busy and constantly distracting myself rather than being in that mode of sitting still for a minute and slowing down my mind. Because when I was busy, a lot of the poetry wouldn't show up. And when I sat and pondered and took the time to actually listen to the flow that was coming in, that's when these <laughs> iambic pentameters came along. And um, it, fe it feels like sometimes we allow, if we allow ourselves to actually sit and feel, we could feel uncomfortable and vulnerable. And sometimes we could feel that creepy things like this situation um, could close off parts of ourselves. And in our minds, our space could become smaller and smaller because we might get the feeling of being lost or having lost part of ourselves. And I, that's, that's a true feeling of, I think, I personally experienced having lost a part of myself because it was such a, a, a flow or a part of the flow and it felt very um, powerful. And as I continued on, I learned to develop my curiosity and look at things a little differently. Um, once I knew kind of more the understanding of what that big word meant um, and turned it around in a possibility. I mean, as a kid, you're listening, listening to other people and uh, you want to belong. You don't want to be the outcast in your group. Um, you know, and that means that other doors open up sometimes and you have to open them up yourselves as you are unfolding in that process. So you can gain better uh, knowledge of yourself as you take a new step, or you can gain strength. And the key to finding a joyful mindset is really starting with something small. And as your mind has a starting point to stand on, it almost becomes like a song that, that you step into that you feel good. What does the good, what does the word good look like to you on a certain point? Um, it is a really a, a perspective when you look at things that flow along. How do you relate to them? And when you start out a day with a song, sometimes you start with a song in, in your mind and you turn on the radio and there it is. I don't know if that's happened to you. But, you know, it's like you're in the flow and the music is open and you're relating to it. 
or you could ignore it and make a choice to feel good anyway um, and that helps your whole day flow. I've had a curiosity from a long time as to why, you know, lots of questions, you know, why I was probably a, a kid that drove my parents crazy um, because I was always, always wanting to know why. And um, it was always curious as to the drama and chaos that how people focused on it. And so you would see and talk with people and that was what they asked. Well, did you see such and such? Did you hear? Um, and we didn't have a TV until probably I was um, 12, 13 years old. And it felt very much like I was not belonging as people <laughs> out there mulling around all these chaotic things happening. And even if it, because it was chaotic, it didn't feel good. I still felt like I wasn't belonging. But it was, it was like um, also looking at it in a different way that... Um, I started looking more on the bright side because that felt better and um, I was probably stretching in other directions to feel better because of some of the uh, descriptions that I felt like weren't fitting my true nature. So here's a question, why not run wild with a good feeling <laughs> as you have support if you believe there is a higher order and support and you can make another choice if you need to create something different. So there's really an infinite number of possibilities and it's like standing in the door of the library looking at the shelves and the books and the different kinds of opportunities that each one of these offer. It's really, you know, if you open the book and you look at the language inside, you can make a choice, you know, is that language something you can understand? Is it something you want to read the book? You want to learn the language or you can do a quick close the book and go down through and pick another one. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's all about choice, right? Where do we mm -hmm. want to put our energy? And, you know, in that moment, in that choice, that is where we, we always have that innate moment to make a choice to, and, and in that moment, we're choosing our behaviors, our actions, and then we're actually creating the results of our lives. So that choice, that, that is the alchemical moment that determines everything. It really is. And people making choices um, probably, you know, a lot of, we, we make a lot of choices every day and we don't know where it goes. Well, you know, the unfoldingness, the unfolding journey of ourselves, it can be, you know, wonderful and scary and exciting and challenging, but it's just, ultimately, it's a great time for growth. You know, new routines are possible, new um, potential becomes manifest as you discover these stepping stones. And, you know, it's a good thing to put those stones into place as you're getting ready to take flight and soar in your life. It gives you a way to stabilize. And as you feel the chaotic nature of change, or maybe you feel things are up in the air, it's important to not check out and, you know, just leave your body, but, uh, you know, or, or go into autopilot because that's where our default operating system is. If we just go into autopilot, then we're just not even really present. So you wanted to, you, you know, in order to do this effectively and with um, conscious presence, define the details of your life with more clarity and then stay present in the moment of discovery and savor the experiences 
like uh, you will with uh, an aha moment. It's like, oh, wow, it's just so crystal clear in that moment. It's like, aha, I got it. So uh, there's a suggestion from an unknown author who said, live life like a pair of walking feet. The foot... (laughs) That is forward has no pride and the foot behind has no shame because they both know their situation will change. So it's always, we're always moving, right? So uh, look My for, feet are always independent. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, <laughs> they have a mind of their own. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, you want to look around for ways uh, to see if the reflection or the unfolded section that's not clear, you want to look and have patience because you, you know, if you know the clarity will come along, the path can be simple. It's just how difficult we make it as we're stepping along it. So we come at it um, with an expectation and that's what is going to unfold. If we're frustrated, then we're going to likely be impatient and maybe beat ourselves up for things. Um, Sometimes that'll make people just give up and say whatever it is isn't working, so why bother? And they don't want to, you know, they say it's a waste of time and energy, but really if we come at our lives with an attitude to actively unfold the possibilities, anything can be possible. Jack Canfield said, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And so start working with your inner self. See things in a different way connect with your body take loving care of yourself in all areas have inner strength and let go of the pictures in your head of what you think it should look like just really embrace who you are so it's really about um, you know looking for the joy and happiness around you and knowing what you want what's your purpose it's not about excuses it's um, instead and, and it's about feeling full from the inside out instead of trying to fill the emptiness because really is something really missing right so the attitude of the cup is really full or is not empty and that spark of passion and joy will help along the way in, in your search and discovering more of who you really are. And with that note, uh, we're going to go in search of a commercial. And we will be back shortly. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 You may also send us an email 
to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. And we're here with Lynn Sherrell and um, talking about uh, our internal attitudes and how we view things. Well, yeah, because our view on things is really, that's how possibilities unfold. And so when you have an attitude that the cup is full rather than empty or even half empty, it's like it will spark passion and joy in searching and discovering more of who you really are and what's your real purpose for what you should be focusing on. And so one thing you can do, the first step is see what happens when you put your whole self into it. Even though you might not be able to see the the, the entire path, allow yourself to take that next step and to grow and to realize that you're not alone or even that you need to do it alone. So it's really about charging up your sense of adventure and having an active perspective on life and, um, you know, feel like you're taking a journey. What does the pathway look like from your current vantage point? And as you move along with it from now going forward, how does it look as you uh, are are looking forward as you're trying to project forward what what happens and how are you excited about it you know one of the things that I've shared with some of my clients is that if you are uh, you know when you think about getting in your car do you not get in your car because you think oh wow I don't know what's gonna happen five miles down the road what if there's a tree what if there's an accident no you don't do that you have confidence in yourself you get in your car and you drive even if you don't know exactly what the roads going to look like or what you're gonna need to do to get to where you want to go right you just you adapt and you flex with conditions so it's really about just stepping into that with confidence and and having an open attitude and asking questions as you go just ask yourself how do I avoid getting caught up in the weeds how do I not get stuck when I come to a tree in the road and ask yourself how do I need to prepare and why am I going down this path knowing there's multiple choices you always have a choice so why are you taking the path that you're taking because uh, maybe you'll run into something new or Maybe you'll uh, decide, oh, that one looks the easiest. You know, if it's the path of least effort, you know, that's okay. No judgment there. Take the right, but ask yourself, be aware of why you're doing this. And then as you do it, ask, what kind of real support would I have and how should I choose to maintain this directional flow? And ask yourself, I could find something that might fit. And I could choose it anyway, even if I'm not clear about the why. I could just choose to go along with the flow of where life takes me without it being too much of a plan. And that can really be exhilarating because it's always new and it's fresh. And you take what comes along, whatever opens to you, to all kinds of possibilities you might never have come up against or known existed. And that really is where strength comes from because Mm -hmm. strength comes from doing the things that you don't know that you can do, right? Mm -hmm. So... Once you have reached forward and then look back over what has happened and what you've achieved, then that's when you can say you now know how to maintain it going forward. So Dan Stevens said, the comfort zone is the greatest enemy to creativity. Moving beyond it necessitates intuition, which in turn configures new perspectives and conquers fears. So feel more alive as you step out of your comfort zone. That's the place where life begins. Mm-hmm. John O'Donohue said, once the soul awakens, the search begins, and you can never go back. 
From then on, you are inflamed with a special longing that will never again let you linger in the lowlands of complacency and partial fulfillment. The eternal makes you urgent. You are loath to let compromise or the throat of the threat throat the throat <laughs> the threat of danger holds you back from striving toward the summit of fulfillment. I, I like that concept too because it really says um, when you're awake, you're awake and you're participating. And if we choose to see it, each moment in life holds the potential of wisdom and beauty. If we choose to see it, sometimes we get into the motion of questions that are maybe not going in the right right direction when we ask, what is wrong with me when thoughts come up with why I don't feel like I fit into a mold of some social norm? When you get the feeling like you have been doing some comparing of yourself to something, to fit into something, or why is it up to me to change to be more like so-and-so or such-and-such so that I can fit in? Ask yourself, do I really want to do this thing? It might sound better in theory than in practice. Is there a different way to do something? If it is really not working the way you thought it would, or is the step forward too big a step at the moment? What are the other choices that I could make as options that I look at where I am right now and where I want to go? Ask, where are you really going? And how will you know what to do when you get there? What does it look like when you get there? Or how you will know what you when you get there. Well, and why the, do you want to try to fit in? Why do you want to blend in when you were designed? You were made to stand out and be an individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, lots of reasons people come up with it. You know, those are the self excuses of why. And there's there's really a lot of theory behind that. You know, why does someone? Why is somebody complacent? Um. And, you know, when, when we look at how we grow up and all of the conforming that we do as we get squeezed into this or that image of ourselves, um, it's really no surprise <laughs> when you really come through that and you come through being, quote unquote, educated, how conform- conformity really restricts us in a lot of things and then we get out into the, the regular world and we go and look around going, where is this? This doesn't look right. Because you've got all of a sudden a sense of freedom of making choices. Um, freedom has a different ter- is a different terminology for people. But when you wake up and you look around, um, it's really um, coming along again as being, what, are, what am I doing here? How did I get here? And so it really comes back to getting um, in a position for yourself to take the responsibility to ask and connect to your motivation. And by connecting to a motivation for yourself, it will actually light up your passion and energy so that you can get started and go you know, for it, for you know, the way of uh, making choices that become those choices be help to reveal things that you need to change in order to move forward. Even if it feels like you're moving along like a snail's pace towards something, at least you are doing something toward that goal and you're um, doing something better than if you said, I'm just not going to do anything. Yeah, something's better than nothing, right? Yeah. And so unfolding is a really powerful word. And as you ask the questions, why do I want to do that? 
Why do I want to look like that? Why do I feel like I have to do that? You're getting bolder. And here's my poetry because I, I wrote this um, phrase here. And then it was like, oh, that's a bit of poetry. You can get bolder as you grow older, asking what does that have to do with my basic survival. Human nature wants to belong. Be strong. Get along. Ask yourself, why do you really care if you have to shrink yourself small to fit and rather than expand it all? Acknowledge it is really not me, you see. So it's it's really a fun, you start twisting the words around. We always seem to be needing to explain ourselves, you know, to the desires to feel like we belong somewhere. Outside of ourselves, as we grow, um, who, who was I wanting to be? Am I not good enough? Can I see myself? Here's how I, how I can do, here's what I can do to fake it. You know, we look, we work a lot on excuses and faking it. And you start looking around. <laughs> Once you wake up too, it's, it's, you know, I have found it very difficult to read a magazine or look at TV and all the commercials and uh, looking at the reality out there that people are so concerned about. It's, it's, it's like, I feel like it's a, some kind of drama that is uh, going on and it's in reality, unfortunately. But you know, some of it is self-inflicted. And so we start looking at what we choose to keep our focus on. And that's really difficult. But you can't really hide yourself or you know, close up to all the, of these different situations. You just make choices as to how, how you're going to observe them and how you're going to either let them observe you or how are you going to, um, you know, use them as information, but to focus on them and being, have them take over your sense um, is really uh, very difficult for yourself. And this comes back to how does someone um, work with a to-do list because that's a different kind of unfolding because if, you know, for most people, they all have a to-do list. And when you get up I in the morning, yeah, <laughs> post-its, you've got different um, ways of being, or we've got um, the actual to-do activity list. We tend to prioritize. Some people just dump out all the ideas, and then they go around grouping things. So there's different approaches. That it depends on how you work best. But the idea is that that to-do list, um, I had somebody say, just toss it out. And um, I was looking at it, it as like, what? You know, that felt like a sense of panic because if I don't have a to-do list or a priority, um, I look at it more now as a dashboard for my day as I dash about. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like, how do, how do you drive through things that, you know, you can look for efficiencies and um, it's a way to not be so overwhelmed with all of the tasks or you know, the, the long list, it feels like sometimes it's on there. So it's really um, being flexible and making choices and connections and not being too overprepared because, you know, basically if you, you're too overprepared, you're not leaving yourself open for um, opportunities that come along because you're unfolding a lot of different areas. It means that there's opportunities that you might not even know exist. And... Um, when you're overwhelmed, just ask questions and prioritize. Make choices on how you spend your time. Take care of yourself. Make time for mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical support. 
this is one that a lot of people have challenge with is get enough sleep. Make time to have fun and exercises. Those are not only going to help you get in shape, but also to help release energy and stress. You know, Rachel Brathen said, life is made up of a collection of moments that are not ours to keep. The pain we encounter throughout our days spent on this earth comes from the illusion that some moments can be held on to. Clinging to people and experiences that were never ours in the first place is what causes us to miss out on the beauty of the miracle that is in the now. All of this is yours, yet none of it is. How could that be? Look around you. Everything is fleeting. To love and let go love and let go, love and let go. It's the single most important thing we can learn in this lifetime. And really that is what it all is all about with unfolding possibilities. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, savor the moment, stop and pay attention and just be present. Um, see what's happening as things are unfolding. Life unfolds like a flower. The jewel is in the, the center. It's in the flower of the lotus blossom. So, and it's like going through an old book. You can find meanings as you go through each page. So life unfolds if you get into the flow. A seed does not need, need to have instructions on how to become a tree. So, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine really? standing in nature and telling everything around you, saying, I'm going to give you instruction? <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, we don't need that either. Just if we, if we stay present and allow ourselves to unfold into our possibilities and savor the moments and set ourselves up for success by um, self-care and support and staying out of overwhelm and uh, minimizing stress and being aligned and congruent with what we know. That's really, that's the key to unfolding possibilities. So yeah, Mighty Gems is about sparkling as gems and focusing on our personal values even as they begin to have a perceived value. And as you go about the effort of prospecting for Mighty Gems and yourself and others, It's really looking for special jewels that exist in each of us. And as we connect to ourselves, to nature, and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action, it's all so fascinating. We can broaden our prospecting arena and go up and beyond and beyond, way beyond where we ever believed we can go and grow. So join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and have a very unfolding weekend. Thank you for joining Dee Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.